Hello, how do and welcome to today's instalment of Loose Lips. I'm Ben Random, your host here. And uh, we've got some incredible guests for you. This is the seventh edition of Loose Lips. So if you're new to it, what it is, it's a chat show based on spreading everything about good vibes. So our first guest is going to be Marco. He's going to be jumping on in a few moments. Once he does, we'll get chatting to him about Bundabust. So yeah. Keep it locked. Just waiting for him to come into the group. Thank you, everybody who's coming through in the chat as well. And also, if you've got any questions that you want to uh, put out while we're chatting, I'll try weave them in as we're uh, going along in our conversation. He's just joined the group as Marco, so I'll uh, request him. Accept. Let technology do its thing. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you, Ben? Yeah, good, mate, good, good to see you, good to see you there. Good to see you too, man. Let's see air. Oh, fair, mate, lad, yeah, I, I sort of check in with everybody now and again, I see how the hair's doing. It's, you can get, I can get away with the top, but it's the bits coming out at the side. Looks like I've been electrocuted. I always wear hats anyway, so no one can see my hair, but... It's, the, the, uh, it's getting a bit wild. The fact that you showed me your hair just shows how much mutual love that we have for one another. No should, we one take it way hair, back? should we take it way, way back for the people? Because we used to go to school together, didn't we? Yes. Uh, ages ago, mate. <laughs> Yonks ago, we went to school with each other. Yeah, CTC, Dixon, CTC in Bradford. Yeah, Russ man. From, Russ from Northern Monk. Who, who owns Northern Monk, went to the same school as well. Oh, really? Yeah, Russ, didn't you know that? No. What, what you, so I, I started in 94, when did you start? I was year below you. I was nine, yeah. I was nine five one six oh. I've forgotten my login code. <laughs> uh, Russ, I think might have been a year younger than you. Oh, fair. But wow. I didn't know him in school, you know, obviously. <laughs> we're good mates and everything now. I, I, I kind of remember him from school, but we, you know, we weren't mates back then, but yeah, quite, quite pally with each other now. So, yeah. Did you feel that um, school at that time, it gave an opportunity to be setting up your own enterprise and being an entrepreneur in your own businesses? Did you feel that was led from school? Because I, I technically didn't, but that's what I've ended up doing. So I wonder if it's the same for you. Yeah, well, I did there was a course called New Enterprise or something like that. Did you Young Enterprise? That? Yeah, with Mr. Beck. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Mr. Hoskins. Like Sorry, what, what are you saying? Uh, Mr. Hoskins as well. Mr. Beck and Mr. Hoskins, they took it. Mr. Hawk? Was it Mr. Hoskins or Mr. Hawk? I forgot. It's Mr. Hoskins. <laughs> yeah. Who, anyway, Mr. Hoskins? Yes. So, so there was a course called New Enterprise and you, you got to like come up with a business idea and then you got to so, sell your goods at Bradford Market. But that was when we were about 13 years old. And then I didn't do GCSE business, but I did A-level business. But I, I dropped out because the coursework was too hard. You had to write two business plans, right? And I thought, this is too hard for me. So I decided to pack it in, right? And then I had to write business plans in real life after that. So... <laughs> it, might be, it might have been useful if I actually completed the A-level course. 
<laughs> well, it's interesting the fact that you didn't complete your course because I didn't complete any of my courses that I did either. I did entertainment management and I did creative writing and I didn't complete any of them and I'm still doing those vocations. I know. It's, it's too, it gets too boring, man. By the end of sixth form, I, I kind of just got bored, I guess. And same when I did my degree. I did a degree in graphic media communication and by the time it got to the third year, I, I had enough, really. Had to had to concentrate on the same thing all the time, you know. You had to concentrate on what? Sorry, it's hard to concentrate on the same thing for three years. I think as well the fact that you're not um, when it's your own business, you'll go to the highest nth degree to actually see it. But when you know it's just like a practical like bit of coursework, and you're like back then when Office were on as well at a decent hour, and you're like, well, I'm going to watch The Office clearly. And no, man, yeah, coursework. Forget coursework. <laughs> so how did you make the step into the world then? How did um, Sparrow come about? Was that your first venture in uh, establishments like you're sort of running now? Yeah, well, I used to do music promotion and management back in the day in Bradford and a bit in Leeds. And then I was doing okay out of that. And then it, it just dried up um, when the recession hit. So I was I found myself without a job, without any kind of income stream. So I just decided to, um, I didn't know what to do with my life, to be honest. And then, yeah, I, w I was a teaching assistant for a while, while I was deciding what to do. Um, but yeah, I was passionate on beer, really liked beer. Uh, loved my home city of Bradford. So me and a friend decided to open a small little beer bar called the Sparrow in Bradford. Um, just to do something nice in the city centre and, you know, it was kind of the start of the whole craft beer boom, I guess, in this country. So we were kind of at the forefront of that, selling selling interesting local ales and beers from all over the world. So that, that was kind of my first real business venture, I guess. And as well, uh, for people who are watching, um, so when the Sparrow opened, it was in an area of the city centre of Bradford, which wasn't really prospering or thriving or known as the area to sort of go to but the fact that you set up what you set up and then other like-minded bars and ventures set up there and it became its own little hub didn't it in the city yeah we were the first ones to open back in 2011 and it was a, a bit of a hard slog at first trying to get people up to that um side of the kind of the city center because it was a bit on a on its own limb um but more bars opened it got busy and I think it reached to about 11 bars at, at its peak, really. So, uh, and the bar's still there. There's still quite a few bars on there. I'm not involved with the Sparrow anymore, but it's still going, well, it was going strong before coronavirus, I guess, but yeah. Did you do well from the football trade? Because it's just up from Valley Parade as well. Yeah, we had busy days when Bradford City played at home. So that, that they, they were kind of our busiest days. Match days on a Saturday, queues to get in crazy but that was kind of part of the thinking of opening up there because we were on the train line Foster Square train station there was offices nearby there was Bradford City football ground and kind of when we opened that was when Bradford City were doing well we were knocking Chelsea out of the FA Cup <laughs> beating Arsenal um, your team so, you know and it, it was buzzing that part of Bradford was really buzzing you know when 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 the football team was doing good. And I think kind of the success of a sports team in your city, it just, it just brings money into the city centre. 
everyone gets behind it. Everyone's proud to be where they're from. It was good times. One thing that stands out from what you're saying is you were at the sort of start of the boom, as we say, of the um, craft beer IPA scene. And you also were at the forefront early on with the street food as well. Are you just a sort of oracle? Do you foresee these trends? Just lucky, I guess. But they say that luck is opportunity and preparation where it meets. So you must have some sort of nous leading on. Or is it again just your own passion? So you're into food. So you're into beer. So you thought I'll step into that world, and then, yeah. and then obviously with your food, how you collaborated with your part, business partner as well to to form Bundabus. Yeah, so that that's how I met Maya, my business partner at Bundabus. He was his family owned a really good restaurant called Prashad, um, doing Indian, vegetarian, Gujarati. Um, Food. They Had were... he been on Gordon Ramsay, that restaurant, or Jane yeah. Oliver, one of them? They were on Gordon Ramsay's Great British Restaurants. They came runner-up, and that kind of took them on to a next level. So wow. when they first started, they were on a back street in, in Bradford, or on, off Horton Grange Road, near Rio's. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a, a, a little deli, developed into a restaurant, and then... They wanted to go for the fine dining thing and then they moved to Dridlington to a, a, a larger premises. But Mayer kind of wanted to take it back to what he, what he remembered as a kid, which was kind of the street food and more for informal and more chilled kind of vibe. And that's how me, me and him got together. Um, he got in touch with me saying, oh, do you want to do um, kind of a craft beer and Indian street food kind of food pairing event at? at his family restaurant. So, you know, we did that, it went well. And then he came to the Sparrow and set up and we're doing charts and dials, like on a Friday night, it went well again. And then we kind of stayed in touch and we thought this is a, this is a decent idea. Let's, let's try and do it permanently. Um, let's try and find a site and, you know, put the two together, put the Indian street food and the beer together really. And when you're meeting somebody through the form of forming a business, but you're not, essentially, you're not friends before that, is that something that's quite um, daunting, but also exciting at the same time? Because you both don't know each other, you enjoy each other's worlds, and obviously it's worked out that way, you're really good mates and successful what you're doing. But at the start, stepping into an enterprise with somebody that you've just sort of had a few encounters with, was that quite daunting? Yeah, it was weird. I mean, yeah, because I didn't really know Maya, you know, uh, until we were doing this kind of thing together. Um, we did a lot of pop-ups. And how I got to know Maya properly was when we were doing up the first restaurant because we didn't have a budget to hire painters and decorators and builders. So me and him had to do all the work. Or a lot of the leg work, we got the professionals in where they needed to be. But that's that's basically how I got to know Maya when we were opening us first restaurant together and decorating it so it was daunting interesting exciting it was it was weird because we were doing the um we were kind of monday to friday we were working on the restaurant painting decorating whatever and then on the fridays and saturdays we were doing the street food circuit to make a bit of money so we do pop up at belgrade music hall or kurtzel bridge just to kind of fund the project really could you tell the success was going to be because of how people were... Were people asking you about your permanent site when you were doing these pop-ups? Did you already have that notoriety? 
Well, we kind of knew that we wanted to open a site and the um, the pop-ups, we did the pop-ups to, to create the hype, to get the word out there, develop the dishes, let people taste the dishes, let people know that we're opening shop. Um, yeah, so that, that was the idea behind it, I guess. But the, the whole idea was to, to build it up, build it up and build it up. But I think it worked as, as big first event was at Leeds uh, International Beer Festival at the Town Hall. And, you know, I think 10,000 visitors go to that beer festival. So it was a great advert um, for us that we were opening. And we did kind of a, a lot of these festivals and events and takeovers. And then by the time we opened on this first day, we had a queue outside the door. But I think it's because we plugged away and spread spreaded the word. I'd say as well where the site is, was there a lot of, there didn't seem a lot of footfall within that area either at the time. Mill Hill, it's, it's weird because Mill Hill's in the city, you know, it's a great location. It's next to the train station. It's next to Trinity. It's next to some other good bars like Friends of Ham, Lane's Espresso, Tapped. But that street was just dead because everyone walked on the uh, the other street where Lane's is to the train station. No yeah. one walked on on Mill Hill. It was kind of a more of an alley than a street. No one walked down it, but more stuff's open there now. You've got Head of Steam, um, you know, Griff, uh, the Griffin at the top. Yeah, um, there's a, a glasses shop on that street. So it, it's kind of it's it's kind of come good on that street. But yeah, we took the chance on it. But we knew the landlord. It's kind of weird because we wanted to be in Leeds, but no estate agent would give us a time of day really because we didn't have the. The reputation, I guess, but we knew the landlord for for that um, for the Bundabus lead site, and he was, you know, so it was it, yeah. That, that's why we took that site because we knew 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 the landlord, and it was a, it was an affordable price for us. When um, I remember, and you always remember this. This is one of our little in jokes, but we'll share it with the world. When you did one of your pop ups at Belgrave, it was one of the first times I've seen you in a number of years. I was like, "Yes, Marco, you're all right, pal." And you were in the burger bit, and I was really hungry, and I wanted a burger, and I was like, "Oh, you're doing some food?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." So, oh, can I just have like a beef burger? Like, we don't do meat. I was like, "You don't do meat? That's not gonna work." <laughs> and then just walked off. Like, I'm glad you listened to me. Yeah, I forgot about that actually. Thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, I remember. I remember seeing you. And you were like oh, vegetarian. This ain't gonna work. Yeah, but I think a lot of people were like that six years ago in terms of the vegetarian thing. And but yeah, I guess more people are eating veggie. More people are vegan now. So it was doing a veggie restaurant this is it. six years yeah. ago. Again, once again, ahead of the curve, ahead of the, you know, you, you're at the forefront of it, really. Do you, do you ever sort of um, reflect back and see the impact that you have you have made by being at the head of the curve? Two Not, incredible, like, two incredible industries that you've been at the forefront to sort of ride the wave, lead the way. Not really. I guess you're just busy working it all the time. So it's like you, you don't really have time to stop and think or look back or reflect, I guess. Just always always looking forward, I guess. But but even when, you know, say Bundabus, for example, was it in like the New York Post? And can you list some of its accolades and places that it's been like, I don't yeah, know from? We were in the New York Times and I was actually Times, in New it. York at, at the time it was published, but I, I didn't manage to get a, a copy. I was really gutted because it would have been a nice souvenir to bring 
back with me. But yeah, um, the New York Times did a, a massive piece on um, Yorkshire that, as a, a beer destination. So they visited Timothy Taylor's Brewery, Leeds, all the old pubs. And yeah, we got a nice mention in there. But that, that, was, that was a nice surprise being listed, being mentioned in the New York Times. But the biggest kind of, the biggest accolade was the Jay Rayner review in The Guardian. That was fantastic. That's kind of what took us on to another level and got our word out there nationally. Um, yeah, so. Is it off the back of that where you were thinking, we want to look to Manchester? And and, and again, you know, I know you've got a site in Liverpool, I believe. Is yeah. it something now that you're wanting to capitalise and taking it to different cities? Yeah, we had a plan to do a few more um, but we're just going to have to see what happens after coronavirus I think the most important thing is getting the three existing sites open and getting them run properly uh, we did have a, a brewery planned as well and a second restaurant in Manchester so uh, a, a 140 capacity restaurant with a brew uh, a working brewery in there that would make a quite a bit of beer but we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens I guess we will be opening it but who knows? Who knows when we're allowed to open it? I guess that's the other side of Manchester to where you currently are, isn't it? Is that like Oxford Street side? Yeah, just opposite um, Oxford Road train. Oxford, yeah, Oxford Road train station near the Principal Hotel. So yes, kind of... mate. I love Refuge. Yeah. Refuge is one of my favourite uh, haunts. So definitely be able to check into the back and forth of the two. Yeah, yeah. When we're open, you'll have to come. You'll have to come and do a stint. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have a DJ booth, mate. So you're welcome to come down. Right. This is all I've been pestering you for for <laughs> years and years, man. Trying to come through and play some playlists, but I'll definitely uh, agree to that. Um, you were the first who sort of um, when when we were speaking, the first who really saw the significance of maybe what coronavirus was going to be. Um, would you like to sort of just? say how you're adapting are you doing like he's still doing the bottled beer yeah so yeah because i spoke to you when did i speak to you about i don't know two months ago and you wanted us to do something i don't know some what did you want us to do with ibe yeah but yeah that's it that's it but i was kind of like oh i think i think all the restaurants and bars are going to be shut down in the next few weeks and you were like oh that's crazy man but they did. That is how I speak as well. That's, that's <laughs> the difference. I would have gone like, that is crazy, man. <laughs> but yeah, we've been pretty quiet. We've been working on kind of behind the scenes stuff and how we're going to reopen and, you know, what, how it's going to change as well. I think there's going to be some restrictions, obviously, um, capacity restrictions and when, when we finally reopen, uh, social distancing in restaurants. Um, so we, we're kind of working on that. We're going to launch a bottle shop, an online bottle shop, by the end of the week or early next week, um, which is an interesting project. Really looking forward to doing that. We've got a, a lot of amazing beer, so getting people to drink that at home is cool. And then, is that going to be based just in Manchester, or is it you know, going to be travelling over? Yeah, we're going to be using like a nationwide courier, so you can order it from wherever, and it'll, it'll get to you. Get and that's just dogs. on your website through your website yeah the, yeah there'll be a link on the website by the end of the week i'm pretty sure um and then we're looking at potentially doing a, a click and collect delivery service maybe in a a month or so but nothing nothing's concrete yet we're just we're just looking at 
various different ideas and things that can keep us busy in this time, really. When things were obviously rolling uh, previous to this, one of the things that I really loved was when you did different collaborations. So you did a collaboration with Northern Monk, funnily enough, and you had like this, was it a mango alcoholic beverage? Like, uh, it were only a limited run, but do you ever think with the, any of these limited runs, you could bring them back and have them as permanent features? Yeah, well, we've got Bombay Dazzler, which is our permanent beer with Northern Monk. So that's kind of a coriander whipped beer with Indian spices. We did a mango... IPA style beer with dry and bitter in Copenhagen. It, it, the thing is, it's good to have them permanently, but then the more permanent ones you have, the less chance you get to experiment. And sometimes it's more fun to do more collaborations and more, more limited edition beers than just sticking to the same beer all the time. But I guess when we open the brewery, we'll be having fun with that. We'll have permanent lines. We'll be... Um, doing collaborations with other brewers, we'll be getting creative. Mayor will be kind of trying to do like a kitchen series and using some ingredients that we use in the cooking into the beers. And yeah, so should be fun. Do you find that obviously, you know, the initial bit that got you up and running was the love for beer? So to have it now sort of come full circle with the beer, and also when you're choosing for the actual. Uh, premises that you have as well how do you go through which ones you're wanting to have in how do people approach you and how do you get to do you just drink sit there getting steamboated all week going oh we'll have that and we'll have that i used to mate not anymore um i don't know we, well we've got managers on each side now and they have some autonomy in terms of what beer so it's a bit of the um the managers um kind of personality what they order and then they have certain breweries that we have good relationships with that we order a lot from and there's kind of a there's kind of a matrix that we use so we have x amount of ipas on the bar x amount of sour beers on the bar and as long as it's a balanced list it doesn't matter what's on the bar i guess cool cool but and then so how's liverpool been going liverpool's been good it's been great um it's a first floor restaurant um quite big and airy on, on Bold Street, which is a nice, vibrant street. There's a lot of cool restaurants on there, like Marais. There's Mowgli on there. Loads of good stuff, loads of good bars. So, yeah. And, and what what is it like when you head to another city? Because, obviously, you're coming with a reputation, but you're also stepping into the unknown territory. So, are, uh, do, do you find that people in with industry are, are quite standoffish and threatened, or are they welcoming and accepting? Everyone's been welcoming so far. I think it's a friend, friendly industry, to be honest. There's a lot of, you know, we've made a lot of friends and other operators. People have been kind to us as well. So when we came to Liverpool, we did um, a couple of co collaborations with Marais, um, where we'd, we'd, we cooked in their kitchen and we did kind of a half and half menu. So half of the dishes were, was their menu, half of the dishes was our menu. We've had some beers with it. And then we did something at the Merchant. I don't know if you know the Merchant in Liverpool. No. Um, it's kind of like a Belgrave music hall, but in Liverpool type of vibe. But yeah, so we did a pop-up there. So yeah, it's important to get in with the local community and, you know, and, and, and work together, really. Fair. So, I mean, obviously it's difficult to predict, but, you know, all things going as rosy as we believe they can. What do you think, once we're all back up and running... How do you think it'll it'll go for yourselves? 
Who knows, mate? Who knows? I think we're in a good spot. Um, I think we'll 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 open strong. But it just depends on what restrictions are in place uh, and and you know what we have to do. I think it's going to take a while to get back to normal, even when restaurants are open. Um, but yeah, we we just want to be back open, I guess. Yeah, same. I can feel that. Do you feel like um, the merchandise and that sort of uh, side of it is stuff that could be um, promoted at this time? Yeah, we did a merchandise push uh, last week, and it's gone well. I think a lot of a, a lot of regulars are supporting the favourite restaurants by buying gift vouchers, buying merch, um, supporting businesses that way. Um, paying it forward as well, buying a meal now, but they claim it when the restaurant's back open. So some some you know some some people are doing some really smart stuff. And then uh, final few from me. Then uh, how's fatherhood? It's good, man. It's ace. It's good being at home in this time, and that's the best thing. Just being at home with the family. It's been it's been great. He took his first proper steps yesterday. I was home. I saw it. So that that was good. That's nice. It, what's it like um, balancing the two worlds? It's tough, but it was tough at first for sure. But I've got into a routine now, so I try and keep my office days like nine to five monday to friday so i'm home in the evenings some evenings i have to do work related stuff like an event or i might have a late night meeting or something like that but i try and be home every night and i try and keep my week weekends off so just managing the time managing your time's the thing it's it was tricky to do at first though but you know i can see you've been a cool thing. dad didn't you get your son like a little car heart like uh, overall, one he's got the Carhartt dungarees, Bradford City shirt. You know it. <laughs> and yeah, and the final one from me, then, brother, is I've always admired your artwork and your designs. You said that you were did that when you were at college or uni. Did a design? Are you involved with the designs? Well, James Anderson, who I studied with, um, his his design firm's called Everyday Something. He does. He does all the design work for us, but we kind of work on it collaboratively. So I might have an idea, tell him my idea, and he'll, he'll send, send me something back, or vice versa, he might have an idea for something. But yeah, it's something that I'm keen to always be involved with is the kind of the design, the look and feel of the place, and, you know, kind of the printed material. It's, I think it's important. It definitely is important. Well, it's amazing how successful it's gone from its outset. And Cheers, to where, how it's there from Sparrow to then, you know, you becoming involved with Bundo. It's properly cool, man. It's properly cool. Have you got any other secrets up your sleeve? Where do you think the trend's heading next? Because you're all done with Bundo now. Share some wisdom with the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time for restaurant uh, restaurants. But I think, I think what's going to come out of this corona, there's going to be some exciting opportunities, hopefully. And there's going to be some young kids... Uh, with some great ideas, hopefully coming out of this and opening up shop and and and, and doing some fun stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what's going to happen and what what interesting concepts come out of this when it's all back and running. Perfect, brother. Perfect. Well, thank you for your time. I know Cheers, you're uh, going to be chilling with your little in there as well and that. But nice one, brother. Um, and yeah, when this is all done, we'll have a depot catch up and a bev. And, we'll have and a beer, again, man. 
do you want to do you want to just uh, reiterate where people can find about the bottled beer service you'll be doing so it's just head on to bundabus.com by the end of the week or early next week and you'll be able to buy bundabus beers to take home or to deliver to your house good man cheers lots mate. of love Dixon CTC see. for life yes see you, <laughs> nice take to see it easy bye bye So there we are, that was Marco from Bundabust. Uh, I've always wanted to have a, a proper sit-down chat with him, as you heard from the beginning of the chat. We did go to school, and the next minute, he's rocking up, doing big bits with Bundabust. I'm like, go on, lad, how are you doing this? And obviously Sparrow as well, intermittent in between that. So, uh, yeah, we're good to wear the, the rise a bit, really. And also, he's always ahead of the curve with things that are, are going to be following through is with the beer. And then also with the street food, with the Indian street food. So to see his take on how post-lockdown will be was good insight as well. So yeah, anyone who's just checking this out for the first time, I'm Ben Random. This is Loose Lips. What I do is I chat with a wide range of people from all walks of life and different success stories that I want to put across to you to help inspire through this time, the optimism that is needed for us to switch our heads away from the situation and uh, look for a, a promising, promising outcome in future. So, yeah, this is Loose Lips. I'll be back in half an hour at four with my next guest, which is going to be Rob Chadwick. He is a PR machine, absolute PR guru. So get involved, check that out, and we'll see what he's got to say. Peace and light to you and yours.